please enter room 2008. We're live on twitch.tv slash room2008ENT as we always are for a new episode. And I want to go ahead and say I'm sorry. Uh, We kind of teased last episode episode about what was coming up with the pilot. Uh, We got the dates wrong, so that is not this week. That's going to be next week um, that we're doing that episode with the pilot. But tonight we're going into uh, Lance's favorite subject, the vile vortices. What do you think about that, Lance? (laughs) I'm a fan of the valve vortices. I think it's a pretty cool topic. Uh, I didn't know it even existed until maybe a month ago when we were talking about it. So I'm glad we can cover it this week before we go into the whole flat earth scenarios next week. Yep. We'll be talking uh, about all earth. Earth day is probably around the corner, isn't it? uh, It already happened. Oh, it did? Yeah. Shit. Where was I? Must have been celebrating. Hmm. Must have. We need something to do for earth day. Like, uh, it needs like a, it needs like a tree or something. Christmas, it needs something. Maybe a tree. Like a... It could be. I just, I just want to keep the tree up all year round anyway. Oh, like put a tree up for Earth Day? When, when is Earth Day? April something. Oh, just happened. Yeah. Well, shit. Yeah, it was April what? Let's, let's find out. This has nothing to do with the vile vertices. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast. April 22nd. Well, actually, it might. Yeah, so April 22nd. Nice. You know, the only holidays I pay attention to are the ones that you have to get gifts. So We should give gifts for Earth Day. Like a bag of dirt. Not bad. <laughs> a bag of dirt. <laughs> topsoil. <laughs> I could use some of that topsoil. Yeah, I bet you can. The sod in the backyard is not looking too hot. <laughs> well, let's talk about landscaping today. <laughs> So, well, uh, speaking well, of, is it is it facing north, Andrew? Uh, yes. No. Anyway, the drink we just getting started, man. I, it's not good. Well, look, if y'all are listening listening to this on the podcast uh, again, we are on Twitch. So join us if you if you do have Twitch, follow us on there so you can join us, interact with us, chat with us. Follow us on Twitter at Room Two Thousand Eight E N T Two. That way you can uh, be updated on what subjects we're going to go into, uh, when we're going to go live. Um, you can interact with, with us on there as well and shoot us an email room 2008 ENT at gmail.com with your favorite conspiracy stories. If you have any personal interactions with anything like that, uh, we'll read it on the show and, uh, maybe Lance will even send you a flag. That's right. Lance, go into it. What are we, uh, what are we talking about here with these vile vortices? Put your All right. So in. everybody is, uh, I I don't, what's that? What? Huh? <laughs> everybody's, uh, everybody's familiar with the Bermuda triangle. We got that. And the North Pole, we went over the North Pole with the adventures of uh, Admiral Byrd. And the, the Admiral, Admirable, Admiral Byrd. The Admirable Admiral Byrd, which is what, like our seventh episode or something like that? <laughs> Second or third. Second or third. 
<laughs> and uh, and then you have the South Pole, which everything that went on there, and uh, and then there's basically well that was that was uh, three right there. So I mean, there's nine others that most people don't realize that exist on Earth. Uh, some very mysterious areas that we're going to go into. So tonight's episode is more or less to uh, announce the fact that it exists. Uh, the Valvorices is actually uh, locations around the world and to not get into depth on each individual. Cause literally each individual uh, place we could do a whole episode on if we really like yeah. you know, wanted to go into that depth. So tonight's just to mention what they are, the idea behind them, got a few cool stories about them, where they are in the world, what, uh, why it is the way that it is, why are they mysterious, uh, what could be going on in the world to make them mysterious and all that fun stuff. So yep. we're going to hit through some of these areas. We're going to hit it hard. Yeah. And I didn't know I was going to be kind of saying what it was, so I would have had something a little bit more. <laughs> Got to be able to improv. This there's, is a lot of, there's a lot of good stuff about it. So who wants to start it off? So, yeah, let's – um like – just to kind of go in another brief introduction about it. These are like, everyone's heard of the Bermuda triangle. That's one of them. So there's several other ones just like that, where planes go missing or ships go missing. You lose track of time. Um, Magnetic anomalies. Yeah. Different. Uh, Some have stories like the devil's sea that has stories for thousands of years. Compasses go crazy. There's just different energies and, and stuff like that. And, and they're all equally spaced from each other. That's the most intriguing part. And yeah. landing on the uh, like Tropic of Capricorn or lined up, like five are lined up here and five are lined up there. Mm -hmm. Very strange. Yeah, they're all perfectly placed. <laughs> so basically, this is, how, this is how it is. Um, you got five that are on the Tropic of uh, Cancer and five down on the Tropic of Capricorn. And then you got the North Pole and the South Pole. And they're all equidistant from each other. That is not a coincidence. And look at the series of triangles. And then we also, you consider the, a pyramid. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some, there's something to do with the triangle with all of this, uh, not just the Bermuda triangle, but uh, mm -hmm. there's there, including the poles, there's 12. Right. Uh, this is really whack. Uh, yeah, so if, if you look at those lines, they're called ley lines. And this is one of the uh, – there's there's plenty of information about it, but ley lines is what they're calling the uh, the, the straight lines that go through all those areas, how they're all like in, in, this, in the same, obviously, line. There's a name for it because back in the 1920s, uh, you know, there were, there were people talking about how these mysterious areas – because they've been talked about for that long. And they started naming the – the uh, the path that they're on, yeah, um, because it's so prominent, you know. Yeah, yeah. Ley lines are straight alignments drawn between various historic structures and prominent landmarks. So, like, you know, the the Giza pyramids and, um, you know, uh, the pyramids in in Mexico might be on the same straight line kind of thing. And they align with. Orion's belt or something like that. They align with uh, uh, the cosmos. Right. Um, and that leads me to think that it's something that's, of course, we've gone into this in, uh, in uh, older episodes, but I think it has something to do with uh, what we're, what we're on and uh, yeah. the, the mystery behind that. 
but I think the pyramids and stuff are way older. I think they're part of the old mechanism that runs this reality. Yeah. One of the biggest questions um, that, that comes up with this uh, is, is the earth a gigantic crystal that resonates at seven Hertz with harmonic focal points at specific equidist equidistant points? Oh, snap. Uh, one of the best summaries for that is the anti-gravity in the world grid by David Childress. So, um, so yeah, uh, like, as I mentioned, the Bermuda triangles, one of them, everybody knows that all the crazy ships that have gone missing planes that have, um, disappeared, people lose, tra lose track of time. Um, their compasses get screwed up. There's rogue waves, all kinds of shit. We're going to do a whole episode on Bermuda Triangle because there's there's so much documented stuff that we can do a whole episode on that. So um, we're going to kind of glance over the Bermuda Triangle for now. Uh, we just wanted to kind of give people a reference point as to what we're talking about with these vile vortices. You know, not all of them are in the ocean, um, but it's, it's places of similar paranormal happenings and, and just crazy shit going on. So... Um, I know Lance found out a lot about uh, the Japan's Devil Devil's Triangle. Is that what it was? Oh, the the, the uh, Devil Sea, the Dragon's Triangle. Okay. Yeah, and I was gonna say the word that they're using for these ley lines is uh, electromagnetic aberration. Uh, is what they're thinking. The the guy who actually founded, I guess you could say the 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 twelve vowel vertices or vortices, is Ivan Sanderson, and um, and he along with some other paranormal there. Uh, theorist theorist i guess had a few ideas on what exactly caused all these places to be in order and they were talking about the ley lines of course and the idea of the like the man-made objects lined up because of spiritual energies but mainly talking about the uh, electromagnetic aberrations uh, which is an idea involving like geometric patterns associated with plato like thousands of years ago so um this has been kind of uh, if you ever looked at like when they have certain hertz with sound waves, you know how it kind of comes up with these uh, patterns? Yeah. You know, they're saying a lot of these patterns might have to do on a global standpoint of the way the earth hums at what certain frequencies, you know, and the electromagnetic um, powers that go with that frequency on, for these areas to be kind of affected the way that they are. If that makes sense. So mm. it's more of a physical, um, aspect more than just like hearsay you know yeah uh the uh the hum sound that uh we looked at some videos of that uh on previous episodes but uh more and more people are reporting uh the hum which is these loud almost uh metal scraping sounds almost trumpet like sounds that are uh super audible people have been capturing the sound on their ring cameras and uh, no explanation. It's been reported all over the world, but it, it would be interesting. I'd have to look into it where most of these cases are coming from and see how far they are from uh, these vortices. Dude, we're really lucky as a species not to like grow up with just a screeching metal sound mm -hmm. all of our lives, just in the background all of our lives. That'd be awful. Yeah, some, something's going on with uh, with that hum sound because more and more people are beginning to report it, and it's uh, you can't you can't ignore it. Like it's appearing on people's ring cameras. Hey, Drew, do you want to bring up that website? Because I've got a lot on the Devil Sea, but I kind of want to go in order because it's easy to get back and forth with uh, the different. Yeah, the uh, so yeah, we're going to be going through this article from Ranker, which is the most ad filled website I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. 
Maybe so I it. will give a couple stories. We'll start with the with the Devil Sea, and then we'll kind of uh, go through it because I I saw some stories I wanted to share about the Devil Sea just to kind of start it off. So the Devil Sea uh, is also known as the Dragon's Triangle. It's a region of the Pacific Ocean off the coast of Japan that's known for its mysterious disappearances of ships and planes. Right, everybody. That's kind of the the, the ongoing ocean parts of these. It's always going to be ships and planes. Uh, but one of the most famous stories associated with this region is the disappearance of the Japanese research vessel, a vessel, the Kayo Maru number five. If anybody wants to correct me on that, please. In 1952, so the the Kayo Maru number five was a state-of-the-art research vessel that was conducting an oceanographic survey in the Devil Sea. The ship was carrying a crew of 31 scientists and researchers, as well as a number of high-tech instruments and equipment. The ship's mission was to study the geology and marine life of the region, but it never returned. So, despite the extensive search and rescue efforts, no trace of the Kio Maru number 5 was ever found. Some reports suggest that the ship had been destroyed by a typhoon or a rogue wave, but others speculated that it had been pulled into a vortex or attacked by a legendary sea monster called Umi Bozu, which is another interesting long history monster of the uh, devil sea let's get into so it. much that i believe um the uh, what country i guess it's japan possibly one of the countries around there they're outlawed to travel that part of the sea that's right uh which is mind-blowing so there have been many reported sightings of the uh i'm gonna call it the umi bozu it's described as being up to 120 feet tall, said to have smooth skin, kind of like a control alt peak, and described as being slimy and black, uh, kind of like control alt peak. <laughs> <laughs> its arms are long and thin, but strong enough to break a boat in half. End to end and sharp claws that can easily tear apart a ship's hull. Some accounts suggest that the Umi Bozu appears to be constantly smiling. Check this out. It appears to be constantly smiling while its two round eyes are open wide and constant stare. I think we're describing Pete. <laughs> <laughs> He's smiling right now. Just open your eyes out wide, bro. Oh, oh um, my face. And them claws have torn up some holes, let me tell you. So as it's attacking, <laughs> it's said to be smiling with just big old eyes just watching. <laughs> One common theme in every account is the eyes, which seem to pierce the sailors and stand out in the stark contrast with the black void of its skin. Of course, you know, it probably happens at night. They can't see me anyways. Some accounts suggest that the Umi Bozu has two arms like a human. Others suggest it resembles tentacles like an, like an octopus. Um, do you have a picture of it? There was, there was a lot of pictures. If you, it's, it's spelled U-M-I space B-O-Z-U. And this is a serious, this is like the Loch Ness Monster, you know. Uh, it's, like, it's like a, yeah, it's like a serious monster. Um. It's said to appear suddenly without warning, often during a storm or in the middle of the night. It's said to be able to control the weather because every report that comes up of it, every report says that it was like calm and nice outside. Then then quickly you get these rogue waves and this monster comes up and it's cloudy and dark. So it's said that it can control the weather, cause sudden storms, dangerous waves that can capsize large ships. And some legends even claim that the Yumi Bozu can create whirlpools and sink ships with a single blow or wow. create some sort of uh, vortex and suck the boats down, which is uh, something that uh, was pretty vile. 
that uh, Drew and I were talking about the other day. Because that's what we do. We call each other. We talk about uh, monsters in the Devil Sea. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> Did you hear about the Umi Bozu? <laughs> Dude, check it out, man. Everybody's talking about it. <laughs> but um, going off of that, uh, there's another website uh, that actually talks about this. Um, where'd it go? Yeah. Uh, in regards to that, what, what was it? The Mar, the Kayo Maru number five. Um, it's, it's stated that it was actually destroyed by an undersea volcano. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that has a lot to, uh, a lot in common with a lot of these, uh, other, yeah. other vortices. Oh yeah. Like Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just volcanic oh. activity. Uh, and they do mention that some parts of the wreckage were were later recovered by the Japanese government. Oh, interesting. So who knows if that's true or not? But they won't let uh, research vessels uh, go into those waters. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're outlawed, which is uh, that was pretty crazy to find that out. There is one more story about the Devil Sea. So. Uh, there's been over the years, there have been many other reportings of strange phenomenon because we talked about what, like the Yumi's uh, Bozu and, uh, and obviously uh, the other, but um, unexplained lights and ghost ships, such Ooh. as the Mary Celeste. So the Mary Celeste was a British American merchant ship that was found adrift and abandoned in the Atlantic Ocean in 1872. Um, how. This apparently has been spotted. Oh, that's what it was. They, they've spotted this boat numerous times in the Devil Sea. So oh, it was, a, um, so basically it was, it was found in 1872. The ship was in good condition. No signs of struggle or foul play. The crew was nowhere to be found. Theories about what happened to the crew range from mutiny to piracy to giant sea monsters. Yeah. But no one obviously really knows. But in the years that followed, there were many reporting sightings of the Mary Celeste, both in the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans, specifically the Devil's Sea. Um, one of the reports came from a Japanese fishing vessel that was sailing the Devil's Sea in the earliest, uh, early 20th century. And according to the fishermen, they spotted a large sailing ship in the distance. They approached it. They realized it was the Mary Celeste, and the ship was smooth, uh, sailing smoothly with no crew visible. And as they got closer, they felt the sense of uh, uneasiness and they watched the ship basically just disappear. As you could see, like in every movie uh, out, you know, in the fog. Right. Right. And uh, disappeared in the thin air and the fishermen were just left alone. There was no boat to be found. So the wow. Mary Celeste is a pretty interesting topic. It's kind of a global deal, but it, it came up more in the devil sea recently than uh, back when it was lost. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, um, yeah. What was the next one? Uh, Hawaii was one of them. Yeah, I was. I was going to say um, a guy named Larry Cush. I guess is how you say his name. He wrote a book called the Bermuda, the Bermuda Triangle Mystery Solved, and he also wrote a lot about uh, the Devil's Triangle and uh, attributes uh, seismic activity and volcanoes for most of this paranormal activity. Interesting. So, not sure how that has to do with ghost ships, but uh, you know, maybe we'll get him on the show and see. There you go. Also, Dragon's Triangle is a volcanically active area due to both volcanoes and seismic activity. Small islands in the area frequently disappear, and new islands appear. That's crazy. 
Wow. That's, that's insane. Wow. Wow. Well, there's, probably, there's probably volcanic activity deep under the ocean um, that's causing some sort of – it causes electromagnetic interference and it causes – uh, the causes buoyancy to change, and maybe even the air quality. Maybe. Interesting. And this stuff is happening in, in uh, all the other ones too. So, um, if we get a hundred viewers, we're going to pay a trip to go to all twelve of these locations. <laughs> we're going to fly right through them. God. If we get a hundred likes, except for the polls, we can't go there. Yeah, I can't go to the polls. Oh, we will. They'll let you get on the pole because I've met people that have been there and they're like, you go on a hike, but you go like 10 miles in and you stay overnight, travel 10 miles back, and then and you you know go back. Getting on the pole. Get on that you know, pole. Yeah. Do a little dance on that pole. Uh, go on Ranker and, and find out. That, that It has them in order if you wanna kinda want to kind of go on track. Yeah, we can start back from the top. Um, the megalith megaliths that makes planes vanish is this uh zimbabwe uh so. algeria algeria mm -hmm. uh, okay yeah the algerian megalith yep so this is uh just south of timbuktu the f the famous city name everybody knows but uh didn't really know it was a real place yeah i can't really point out a map kind of like ukraine it might, it might be north i don't know it's, it's near timbuktu so there's there's ancient um, megaliths in Algeria that I've never heard of until I started looking into this. Um, let me see if I can find some pictures real quick. Because, I mean, the, tons of planes disappear over the Sahara Desert, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there's stories of people, you know, flying in the Bermuda Triangle. And then, like I said, they lose track of time, sense of direction and everything like that. And next thing, next thing they know, they're in the fucking Sahara Desert. Oh, shit. So, so like they can teleport, maybe. Yep. So let yeah, me and there's also a strange aura that hangs over the megaliths. Um, where you were saying in Algeria. Yeah. And all of these sites are also uh, uh, there's a lot of UFO activity, correct? That'd be correct. The plot thickens. Yeah, I was gonna see if I could find um, find a picture of these real quick because. Uh, it's called the. I don't even know how to say this. It's it's an ancient burial ground at Je, Jebel Mazala Salust. I have no That's idea how to exactly say that. Exactly right. Um, there's ancient cave art, and there's major indications of ancient activity there. Uh, there's also a major earthquake fault line that uh, goes all the way to Pakistan. This and has I'll, it has something to do with the mechanisms of the earth. And many people. Uh, uh, connects it to all the mysterious disappearances of planes over the Sahara Desert. Interesting. Let's, uh, let's look up these Algerian megaliths. See if we can get some good pics. Yeah, I need pics. Picture didn't happen. Right. Also, the drawings. Yeah, so the next one, while you're looking those up, would be the uh, Mahinjo-Daro Oh, wow. Did you get some? Got some, yeah. What you got? Get some! Again, stones that were... It's just unexplainable how they got them there or how they moved them. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, just happened to be piled up perfectly. It's probably mathematically to the, you know, to the, uh, to how the decimal, like, know? what's that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm wondering uh, how these, uh, these monoliths were constructed. I, you know, going back to the Graham, Graham Hancock stuff, but. Uh, a know, lot of them. I'm starting to believe a lot of this stuff was was uh, done back when the Great Flood, when water levels rose so much that it that it graded out certain areas and left like shorelines that now are just these random mountain ridges and everything else. Yeah, I, see, I think it. I think it might possibly go all the way back to creation itself. Um, it's like a. It's like we're on a big Grand Theft Auto map, and there's. You know, there's this grid. I don't know. It's very, it's it's very strange that there's these triangular grid patterns, mm-hmm. and the of course the pyramids are also triangles. Yeah, uh, something is up with that. Something's up. You're with saying tri- it's more and more like a simulation. Perhaps, maybe. Uh, maybe to bring up Elon again, he did say. There's billion to one odds that we live in a based reality. And maybe this is like, I don't know if y'all ever played uh, Age of Empires, the, on the old PC strategy game. Mm-mm. But each randomly generated level would have like relics on it, which were, you know, it could, it could have been like the Holy Grail or something. But once your army gets it, it, it imbues them with special powers, you know, to... Uh, to get a, a one up on the enemy, and maybe it's maybe it's like that. Maybe it's like we're on some sort of generated map uh, with relics uh, here and there, and uh, uh, structures that were part of the 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 beginning uh, foundations of the Earth, the mechanism that makes this reality work, or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sky projection. You know, it, it could be so many things. Um, so I think it, I, I think the grid thing is very telling and, uh, sort of suggests that there is some sort of design to what we're on. All right. It's like if the, uh, the tree falls in the woods and nobody saw it, did it make a sound? Well, right. the more conspiracy digging you go into about, uh, you know, the world being like a simulation, it doesn't make sense because like in any video game, you're only seeing what you're seeing everything else is not being loaded until you view it and then it's going to load it you know so it's like tree falls out in the woods and the boy sees it's not gonna make a sound because it's not uh you know being loaded which is and uh way off topic but anyways david ike talks about our reality being um basically a, a a prison and that entities that we are unaware of are feeding off of our negative energy. Um, I don't know. The, the older I get, the more I'm inclined to take a second look at what David Icke is talking about. But, you know, he talks about lizard people and all kinds of crazy <laughs> stuff. So uh, one example of, uh, of this, back in 2014, a passenger plane carrying 116 people uh, was feared to have crashed on a flight from Burkina Faso to the Algerian capital. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, where'd it go? Contact with the Air Algeria flight was lost over the Sahara as it crossed Mali in bad weather. Foreign uh, French foreign minister said that the, a French foreign minister said that the plane, which had 51 French citizens aboard, probably crashed. 
there have been reports of wreckage being found, but they are uh, in locations up to 250 miles apart. Uh, mm-hmm. However, the French military, which is leading the investigation, has not confirmed finding any remains of the plane, which is uh, that that's crazy that you're not able to find any wreckage. Right. So, or, so for, for which one of these? Uh, this is over the Sahara. Oh, we jumped to the Sahara. Okay. No, we, we're on the same thing. Okay. <laughs> Where are we at in the world? Oh, we had oh, a we're question. still talking about Timbuktu. Did the uh, the vortices uh, correlate with uh, stro- uh, astronomy or uh, stars uh, and constellations? I didn't, um, I didn't come across anything that mentioned that, but that's a good good point. But if uh, if the structures that are built on them are aligned, see, that's even more weird. Right. Um, so I've, it, I've, I've, seen it, I've seen the map laid out this way uh, on many websites, which is a weird way to look at it. Oh, interesting. Uh, I forgot what uh, I forgot what this this particular shape of the Earth is called. Um, but I've I've seen this on a lot. They're still, you know, if you, if you follow the grid, they're on the same grid line. Oh, interesting. It is a pattern. But here's and another. This, good way. this is another good way to look at it too. Kind of the this same way. The same was developed by Sanderson. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, like, how do you figure this out? How, like, but a lot of research, a lot of exploring. You're able to figure it out, and uh, a definite pattern is apparent there. So, yep. Next one is uh, the Indus Valley. Uh, Mohenjo Daro. Lance, you're about to go into that. Yeah, I was just saying, so uh, west of the Indus River and the Indus Valley, there remains of the large and ordinate city of the Mohenjo Daro, which means the Mound of Krishna. said that it was uh, from this great and ancient city that the birth of the Hindu religion first arose. Um, it was, uh, let's say, 1920s, excavated began, archaeologists came across a scattered corpse of at least 40 people, considering that the god Shiva's pictured a lot in the city shiva's got a destruction many believe the day that the city has some dark power to it considering this place fits to the val vortices map um so they're basically saying you know there's a lot of darkness to the city there's a lot of uh history unknown a lot of uh mysterious disappearances um and this is smack dab on the map you know that's kind of the the gist of it there's obviously stories that I started coming across on every one of these and to make a, you know, an episode, <laughs> we can't go on about it forever, but uh, there's a lot of mysterious stuff that happened here too. Um, yeah, supposedly ancient civilization vanished. Yeah. Right. Uh, what about uh, Pretty cool. like uh, electromagnetic awesome travel some of these areas? Go ahead. I'll talk at the same time. I can't hear. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Continue. Pete. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I was looking. <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, looking up another one here. Can't find it. So, so there's 12 of them. So it's like just we're all just checking them all out. It's pretty cool. This is uh, what I was talking about a second ago. If you take all these uh, vortices and put them together, they form a icosahedron. Oh, interesting. I guess that's how you say it. Oh, wow. And for audio listeners it's uh 
it's like a a polygon crystal type, but then they have an orb version also, a spherical. Mm-hmm. And it shows where all of the points meet up. Yep. That's interesting. Very interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Now, how do you think this applies to the firmament? I don't know. Um, you would have to put you would have to put the vertices on a or vortices. I keep saying vertices, vortices on a uh, flat Earth map and see how they line up or or how they relate to each other on that map. I wonder if anybody's done that. Hmm. Why don't you do that, Peter? Get back to us. I want to look into it. I want to look hmm. into it. All right. Well, that's never going to get done. All right. So let's move on to Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii volcanoes could be doing more than just spitting fire. What? Mm. Go ahead. Also, you have to be clear. This particular vortex is said to be off the coast of Hawaii and is the site of ship and plane disappearances. Um. So, like the uh, what's the one? Uh, I can't remember the uh, the one we just talked about. Uh, Mahinjo Daro. No, the one with the volcanoes. Uh. Oh, the, the double C, double C with yeah. underneath the yeah. Yeah, this that one had volcanic activity, as does the Hawaii vortices. Okay. Um, and this is accompanied with seismic activity as well, right. earthquakes and such. Yeah, uh, for what locals say, that strange lights can sometimes be seen around the volcano, and they've said that for a very long time. Uh, volcano is particularly active because it's right along the quote ring of fire. Scientists also say that the area around the volcano is prone to, I don't even know how to say this, piezomagnetic effects, which means the magnetization of rocks and strange electrical energy could be flowing throughout the region. So this could be, uh, so it could be that the planes and ships find that this interferes with their navigation equipment. Uh, Piezo? Piezo? I don't know. I have no idea. Piezomagnetic effects? I've got a guitar pickup. Yeah, that is piezo. Same same uh, concept, right? Um, wh- which one was the one that was uh, south of Turkey again, or south of Timbuktu? Uh, the Algerian, Algerian one. Uh, I can't remember if it was north or south of Timbuktu. It, it was, was, it was uh, north. I, I think I think it would be interesting to see where all the fault lines and stuff also uh, correlate with with this grid pattern. The tectonic plates. Yes, there it is. I imagine that probably lines up in some spots. It might. Hmm. So when you're lining up the flat, when you get the flat Earth map and you're lining up the vortices, go ahead and add the tectonic plates in. Okay. All right, yeah, that'll so never happen. So let's go on to the next one. So the ring of fire around uh, Hawaii, where we were just talking about, ninety percent of the world's earthquakes and eighty-one percent of the world's largest earthquakes occur along the ring of fire. Wow. A lot hmm. going on there. Peter, you said you had uh, you had some hot wings the other day, and you had a ring of fire going. Uh, you're doing, you're going with something. <laughs> <laughs> He's stretching. <laughs> yeah, it was. Peter was doing. Stretching. <laughs> Getting it all out. <laughs> Tearing up the hole. <laughs> oh, well, I got to start making sound bites again. Do we? Uh, we're not going to touch on the Bermuda Triangle. That's that's. I think that's the next one on here. For following the same, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a whole episode on that one. Uh, they 
we were talking about the Devil Sea, and they wouldn't allow uh, ships to travel in the Devil Sea, their ships anyways. Uh, then the next one is the South Atlantic Anomaly. It's the Bermuda Triangle of Space. A lot can go on there. I think that's for a whole episode on its own. Everybody knows about it. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Let's go into this one. This one is, uh, Peter might find this one interesting. The South Atl- This South Atlantic Anomaly is the Bermuda Triangle of Space. Oh, yeah. This one, yeah. Uh, it, it creates the Van Allen radiation belt, apparently. Yep. This vortex is particularly interesting because the area itself has been extensively studied by NASA. You know what that means. Right. The Earth uh-huh. is surrounded by an inner and outer radiation belt. In the South Atlantic, the inner radiation belt comes closer to Earth's surface than anywhere else, creating an area where the Earth's magnetic field is weaker. There's a flux of energetic particles. Satellites that go through this belt often experience malfunctions and glitches, and astronauts see strange shooting star-like lights. Interesting. This also causes serious problems for aircrafts. Planes disappear mysteriously in the area, which probably has something to do with navigational and electronic malfunctions. Interesting. So why do planes and shit keep flying through there then? Now, where is this one located again? Uh, let's we see. Should, uh, Let me bring up the old map. We should probably ask our, our friends on the next episode. I think this is uh, the South Atlantic. Um, let's see. Anomaly? Yeah, which, which one is that? So it's the South Atlantic Anomaly, uh, the Bermuda Triangle of Space. Right. I wonder if we can locate it. But I'm I'm trying to find which one it is on the actual map. I guess it's that one off the coast of uh, is that off the coast of Rio de Janeiro? Uh, I don't I see Let's How see. many are on the map? Huh? Twelve on the map. Yeah, it's the one off the coast of Rio de Janeiro. Interesting. Okay. So let me um. Bermuda Triangle. What's that? Another Bermuda Triangle. And just this time, it's in the South Atlantic rather than uh, the Mid-Atlantic. And lines up with the rest of the pattern. And lines up, uh, coincidentally, with the inner radiation belt of the Van Allen belt. Yeah, you should show that. Uh, what a coincidence. You should mm-hmm. show the uh, picture. South Lake Anomaly. Yeah, the inner the radiation belt. There's, there's a picture of this uh, radiation around the, the globe. Depiction. It's an actual picture. <laughs> About as fake as the NASA pictures. It's photoshopped, but it has to be. There it is. Gosh, what a coincidence! So the South uh, South Atlantic anomaly would be somewhere like right in here, where the inner radiation belt is closest to Earth. Wow. So that apparently messes with all kinds of navigational equipment and compasses and stuff like that. But that's that's crazy that like you know astronauts are you know quoted as seeing strange shooting star-like lights and and stuff like that. And of course, we had to pass through this dangerous radiation belt, or perhaps NASA took that back, but we had to pass through it to get to the moon. Right. Ooh. Another coincidence. Hmm. NASA, all eyes, all eyes. And we're banned. All right. See you later. <laughs> I'm just not buying it anymore. Speaking of missing planes, the next one, the Wharton Basin. So this is the area. Uh, I think it's off the west coast of Australia. Let me uh, d- double check that before we go. Any Indian Ocean. New Zealand. That's a scary place. Yeah, it's like off the west coast of uh Australia and the Indian Ocean. So 
uh, probably one of the most popular flight disappearances happened in this area, the Malaysian flight uh, MH370. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what happened to that thing. Uh, there's tons of documentaries about it. I would definitely research it. I, I want to do an episode on that one day because, um, I mean, it's it's just it, it just disappeared. It's probably the most well-documented um, disappearance of a plane ever in history. No trace. And wasn't there, like, weird phone calls or uh, voicemails left behind or something? I yeah, I don't know. I don't know how true that was. But, um, but, yeah, there was some stuff coming out about that. Like, um, I, can't, I can't even remember what it was. Yeah, it's uh, been a minute. Yeah, it's, it's been almost ten years. Simply disappeared without a trace. Now, what was yeah. that back in? Um, that was 2014. Yeah, twenty fourteen, March of twenty fourteen. Man, that was almost ten years ago. Yep, twenty five thousand feet in the ocean. Along uh, the floor of the ocean, there there are many deep fractures and different plates meet. So yeah, maybe you're right about the tectonic plates. Because of that, the area sees a lot of uh, seismic activity. Um, however, researchers do not have a map of this area of the ocean floor, and they've not tried to make one since the 1960s. Uh, what's more, the area has come to recent fame as the possible resting place of uh, the missing Malaysian flight, but however, there is no trace of the flight. Um, it's not the first time planes and ships have been lost in this vortex and probably won't be the last. There was a conspiracy that there was a lot of uh, patent holders on that flight. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, it got taken out, if you know what I mean. Interesting. I don't know what the uh, truth to that is, but it was a yeah, theory out there for some people. We need to do an episode on that. There's a, there's a lot to it. I, it's just when you get into that subject, you really have to know all the details and how, I mean, everything about planes, because it really gets in the depth. Yeah, we can't do a bullshit episode like we are on this one. Yeah. I think uh, I think we live on some sort of like board game where the the map regenerates after so long. We've talked about this before, but I think like that five I minutes think, ago about the simulation. I, <laughs> I think I think it's happening right now. Right. Uh, I think <laughs> this is a glitch in itself. I think this all ties together, um, but uh, I, I do need to look at this tectonic plate uh, correlation. I don't even but, think Peter's a real human. He's an <laughs> android. We're all fooled here. Yeah. I just make him do all the things that I should be doing. <laughs> just, Next one. He gets like really fat. <laughs> like Homer Simpson. <laughs> that one episode. This next one, the Easter Island. Yeah. We got to do a whole episode on Easter Island too. Oh so man. Exactly so this, at. Those just freak me out. I know. Easter Island. Is that in the, uh, that's, uh, that's off the West. It's about, um, a thousand or two thousand miles west of uh, Chile. Wow. Let's pull up. Uh, let me pull up old Google Maps and see what we can find on a uh... very secluded region too. Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of uh, disappearances there as far as uh, the ancient uh, people. So there. this is so the Easter Islands is where um, it starts to get more on like the uh, the alien, you know, back background. Uh, you know, you had the pyramids. Easter Island's kind of the same thing. You have a lot of structures there that they all believe that the aliens had to move. Um, there's a lot of mysteries about the civilization that existed beforehand and what they've done that exceeded the technology they should have had at the time. Um, that kind of, so this is where it takes a turn for more of a, uh, an, an alien influence more or less than the uh, earth 
electromagnetic fields and stuff like that. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm trying to find it on Google Maps. The shape of the statues are not very human-like. They're human-like, but they're uh, whatever created them. I mean, maybe it was an artistic interpretation. But why would somebody build that in those harsh conditions? Impossibly. Uh, I mean, obviously, there was an important reason to build that. Yeah. Um, to be uh, in this uh, within this grid. Yeah. So it's it's twenty three hundred miles uh west of chile so let's see um let's do some uh like we did on the bigfoot episode let's see if we can get down in there nice all right we got some uh there were 887 carved human-like statues that were recently discovered to be nearly twice the size as the portion exposed above ground satellite Damn. What if, what if it was right next to a Costco or a Lululemon? <laughs> it's like a mall. The mall of Chile. <laughs> There's a Chile. Um, Sorry. So they were recently discovered to be nearly twice the size as the portion exposed above ground. Right. Uh, Easter Island is commonly believed to be within a large black spiral, giant monolithic stone heads called uh, is it called Moa? We're looking at. I'm trying to see if we can get a good. Uh... Are made from magnetic rock, which many believe is the source of the powerful energy on this remote island. So, magnetic rock. And again, we're talking about the Valvortices, which is all about the magnetic shifts of the earth. Where the hell are these statues? I don't know. I'm going to have to. Where the hell well, we don't know that they exist. We're only looking at pictures. That's a good point. They got to be somewhere. So, yeah, has anybody yeah. visited? Anybody visited the islands? Any commenters? Uh, it it looks like though, if you if you zoomed out uh, uh, a lot, it looks like that whole island is like a triangle. Oh yeah, it is. That's crazy! Wow. Triangles, triangles, triangles. I look at my money and there's triangles. Look at that. That's insane. That is a triangle. That is a triangle. I want to try and find the, um, there was like a seven or so statues, uh, kind of in a line, but man, it's, I don't, I don't know where they're at. So it's hard to find it on, on Google earth. If there's even a, you know, anytime you bring it down to ground level, it looks like we're looking through the Mars Rover. Mm-hmm. Man, I hate that uh, I wasn't planning on doing this, or else I would have bookmarked the uh, the actual the side of where they're at. Maybe it's like in the middle of of all of that. So oh, I didn't I didn't know though that these giant mono, uh, giant monolithic stoneheads were made from magnetic rock, which is which is really cool because the valve vortices is about the magnetic um, what they call it the uh, aberrations. Yeah. Electromagnetic aberrations, what they called it. And this is kind of the similarities between all of the Valvortices around the world. I was thinking this one was more or less about aliens moving the stones, but it's actually uh, the fact that they're magnetic rock, which is um, means there's a lot of energy on that island for them to make, you know, have that much rock that they're creating like 887 statues out of it. Well, think about underneath 
how much magnetic rock there is on that island, how much yeah. energy is stored on that island, you know? And is there more to the statues? Have they been like, oh, look at this. There they are. That's just a few of them. They're all over the island. There's, I think there's hundreds of them. Wow. These are just a uh, little... What if these are made in uh, depiction China? of the uh, the creator or the, the people that, I don't know, built the world? 6,000 years ago? Look at that. Wow. Just, ran, just random heads. I mean, there's like they're all over the place. Like there's one way over here. Obviously, there's something important about this island. I mean, it, it is literally a triangle. Zoom out one more time. How crazy would it be to be the first to like discover yeah. that? You come yeah. across this island, you're the first one on the island, you see all this? Now, the that's all water surrounding it, correct? Yes. It looks like there's valleys. Mountain ranges. Yeah, look at look at the look at the underwater mountain ranges and how perfectly mm -hmm. the triangle is sitting on top. What's the tip of a mountain? That's bananas. Mm -hmm. and like, it's just, bananas. I mean, it's, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. Like, look, it's, it's, it's where my cursor is. Hey, we showed this already. It's literally in the middle of nothing. And there's just giant heads. There's another triangle in Massachusetts. It's a swamp supposedly full of cryptids. Thank you, Ian Linegar. Thanks for joining in. Uh, I've never heard of the triangle in Massachusetts. If I'm, if I, I think I'm saying that right. Massachusetts. Wow, look at those guys. It's like a family. What could have possibly made that? So for anybody that's not watching, just listening in, we were Google Earthing the, uh, the island, checking out the statues. There are 887 of those statues. Yeah, there. Yeah, there's there's hundreds. Oh, I didn't realize there was that many. Mm -hmm. Holy cow! And they're all made of the same magnetic stone. Yeah. Why isn't everyone talking about this? We so, are. Uh, Drew, what's the next one on Ranker? Uh, Ranker. Let's see. Party destination with dark secrets. So. Yeah, that's the one that's east of Rio de Janeiro. We just talked about. Okay. So the next one is the Loyalty Island. And that is... Um, this is uh, east of Australia, right above New Zealand. Oh, that's the one I was thinking of before. Okay, yeah. Sailors have long reported strange and violently changing currents in the area, as well as strange whirlpools and vortices of water. This can make for some pretty nasty sailing conditions, and many ships have been lost navigating the region. This one is interesting right here. Moreover, scientists discovered in 2012 that a nearby island, long established on maps and weather charts, charts seemed to have completely disappeared. What? What if that's a Mandela effect? Again, going back to to Sim. Yep. Yeah, I got to uh, let me see if I can pull this up because it, it links to a Washington Post article that you have to pay for, and I'm not. I refuse. Go ahead, man. We're on air. Pay for it. <laughs> it's worth it. I don't, I don't support journalism. Who uh, who owns Washington Post? Bezos. Bezos, that's right. Every say his fucking name. What? <laughs> he looks like a Superman villain. So yeah, it's um, 
It's it's Sandy Island. That's the one that disappeared. It's referred to as a ghost island. Oh snap! So um, I'll also do some Google Earth on this too, because it looks like um, somebody found it underwater on Google Earth. Oh, so um, so I'm gonna get this from uh, what site am I on? National Geographic. A research ship cruised through the Coral Sea bearing down on Sandy Island. The digital scientific databases used by the researchers showed the island to be 24 kilometers or 15 miles long and about three miles wide, which is about Manhattan-sized. But when the ship reached the place where the island should have been, researchers saw only open ocean. Sandy Island simply wasn't there, or it turned out anywhere. So for hundreds of years, there's been this island that's been mapped on maps and weather charts. So I, I guess this research uh, vessel went out to go um, check it out, and nothing's there. And now it's been wiped off of maps and weather charts. Oh, wow. This is kind of like a Mandela effect. So I don't know if this has been uh, – if the island was inhabited or not. Um, and it's in the middle of one of these triangles? Correct. The Loyalty Island vor- uh, Vortex. What about Australia, which is – Another yeah, east of Australia, north of uh, New Zealand. To touch on one of our commenters, uh, uh, M. Linegar posted about there's another triangle in Massachusetts. I just looked that up. It's called the Bridgewater Triangle. That's pretty cool. We could talk about that at another date. The Bridgewater Triangle is an area of about 200 square miles within southeastern Massachusetts. Uh, alleged paranormal phenomenon ranging from UFOs to poltergeist, orbs, balls of fire, and other uh, spectral phenomenon. Big like Bigfoot like feature uh, creatures. Sorry, giant snakes, thunderbirds. Yeah, pretty good. Had no idea about the Bridgewater Triangle. That's pretty interesting. That's a place we could travel to. <laughs> we, could, we could. All right, you get a hundred likes. We're gonna go to the Bridgewater Triangle. <laughs> I'm going to Sandy Island. Smash that like button. The mysterious Sandy Island has been charted since 1774. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, dude, it's, it's been on maps for 200 and, you know, 50 years. That was now, right, right before the founding of the Illuminati and the United States. Well, you know, off the coast of Australia, and then, like, there's some Google Maps. We did a thing on that where the you see the um, right off the shore, the, the Google Map, uh, where it went down to the view, and you could see that room with the thing in the middle, all the chairs around. That was off Australia as well. Oh, yeah, I wish we could find that again. You know, there's a lot of, like, those little islands off the coast of Australia, the smaller deals, but one of them was a big, um, you know, uh, I wish I could describe it better. Good Lord. All right, we got time. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. But I looked it up. Remember, we, we tried to view it on air, and it was um, it was, like, not available, but the blue dot was there. Because the video that we watched, you hit the blue dot and it goes down to this room off the coast of Australia. And it was a room, chairs all around it, and this globe thing floating in the middle like the sphere. Yeah. Like, you know, in the middle. And it was underground. But yet, when we tried to do it, you would hit the blue thing and it would say unavailable. Yeah. Obviously, there was something there because there's a blue dot, you know? Right. I just don't remember where it was off the coast of Australia. It was a northwest off the coast but i mean you know like it'd be hard to find it right now or would it or would it i doubt the blue dots there found it just (laughs) (laughs) 
That's why we pay on the big bucks. <laughs> or you could just be totally making that up. Could be. But I, I do I do remember it. Um, it's the AI Val Diablo. There you go. That AI is something I think we're going to talk about weekly. It's going to happen so fast. Yeah, like every week it something crazy comes out. And I think I think it's going to just take so many jobs, just li- literally overnight. So many jobs are going to be uh, obsolete. Yeah. So right, well, uh, that's a that's a fun fact. Control it, Pete. It's coming. It's coming. Because it can it can code. It can it can do anything. But you know what it can't do? Anything physical like uh, uh, cleaning teeth, dental hygienist are safe out there. Um, maybe I'm trying to think, firemen, policemen, anything like that. Replaced by those, uh, those Optimus robots, right? Oh, that's true, too. Yeah, the dog robots. Oh, you got those, and then you got Tesla's Optimus that is supposed to come out pretty soon. What is it's already in schools? What do you mean by that, M. Linegar? Probably AI is already in schools. That was my idea. I said I said tutoring should be teachers are using it in classrooms. I wasn't aware of this, but in modern schools, like all students have like Chromebooks. They don't have like pen and paper. I mean, I guess some classes can opt to have pen and paper, but pen and paper is out. And now all the students have the little Chromebook and they got their phones. Uh, nobody's trees, man. Yeah. Nobody's learning. And now people are writing their papers with the chat GPT. Um, nobody's learning shit. Learning is done. So I don't know what, I don't know where this is going to lead. I mean, <laughs> all roads lead to idiocracy. Uh, that, that movie is happening uh, right in front of us. And also we're kind of living the plot of Terminator and Robocop. But anyway, back to these vile vertices. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd change subjects. I was about to keep going with something else. But, yeah, we'll talk about it another day. All right, go on to the next one, Lance. All right, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> That's what I signed up for. All right, so we did the uh, Loyalty Islands. Um, so the North Pole. Uh, there's a lot to be said about the North Pole. Uh, I'll tell you what Ranker says because we've been going off oh the website. God. I don't want to make things more complicated. So it's always been known that things get a little wonky around the poles and that if you stand right on one of your compass, uh, wait, what? If you stand right, (laughs) I'm trying to read. I can't even read. The compass will spin. Long story short, uh, there's a big magnetic pull to the North Pole, as we can imagine, right? Something paranormal going on is what it's saying. Um, Sanderson, which is Ivan Sanderson, the the guy that came up with the, uh, the 12 vial vertices, uh, vortices. I thought, yes, someone might agree with him. Captain Sir John Franklin in 1845, an expedition for the North Pole left from England in search of the North Pole. They never made it. Or did they? <gasps> um, all 129 men were lost and few traces were found of them. Okay, well, I guess 150 years they found some traces of, of their troops. So, yeah, I guess they weren't found until 150 years later. Damn. Um, we now know that there were lots of deaths, cold, and eventually cannibalism. Uh, whether they were stopped in the tracks by weather or something more sinister is something we may never know. 
that's just one glimpse. Like that's why I don't even like getting into the North Pole and South Pole because like one story, although a lot of these have one story and there's a lot of stories behind it, but we all know the North and South Pole are fucked up. <laughs> it's like there's a lot of stuff going we on there. Can't go there. That's the I guess that's the one vortice or the two vortices that we can't explore. Right. Sorry I butchered that for everybody, but you can go on Ranker and see exactly what I read. Troop went out there in 1845. They discovered some of the uh, traces of the lost men 150 years later. Of course, it's probably preserved in ice. Uh, the next one, the South Pole, might harbor ancient civilizations. We could do a whole episode on the South Pole. That's one of the uh, valve uh, vortices as well. Antarctica now has a population of around 4,000 people. Did you know that? All scientists and researchers, correct? Yep, all researchers. And penguins. be awesome if they started building houses out there, like residential property, trying to <laughs> push that. I'm sure I'm sure D.R. Horton's already down there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For less than... We're below 300,000. Come on down. It's 300 uh, below, but we're below. Oh, no. Yeah, you can, we'll build you a basement. <laughs> uh, so let's see what it says about the South Pole. We all know Hollow Earth is supposedly down at the South Pole. The entrance. Uh, the entrance. Um, and then you have the uh, Admiral, uh, Admirable, Admiral Bird up at the North Pole. Some people still believe that there are ancient civilizations hidden under the area around the South Pole as evidenced by a mysterious rock formation that could be a pyramid. Didn't yeah. we see a picture of that? Didn't we uh, what? And it's uh, a picture of that potential um, uh, the face in Antarctica. Your, your audio is oh, cutting out. Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Did, did we look at a picture of that potential pyramid in antarctica i think so yeah i can uh, i can try and find it again i'm not a big believer on like the pyramid pictures anything that looks like a triangle there's so many obviously there's so many triangle formations out there we just discovered a few of them tonight but like there's a picture on ranker.com with this rock formation uh in the ice caps in antarctica but i mean that could have been a bigger mass of ice that just broke off and we can't really look at uh, much of Antarctica on Google Earth, isn't that correct? Right. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. You can remember that uh, the, the the face, supposedly. Yeah, that's what he was talking about earlier. I do remember a face as well. I, I remember a face, and or maybe we were looking at uh, a potential pyramid hidden uh, in brush in China. There was also uh, like a skid, skid mark, right? Nanar- y'all remember that? It was uh yeah looked like Maybe a long skid. Yeah. Right. You could Google Earth see that. There's some weird stuff going on down there. Um, and we'll never know. Peter, what about your skid marks down there? <laughs> I knew you were gonna damn it. Be. I'm not a gross slob, by the way, listeners. <laughs> you might look like it, but I'm not. <laughs> Thank God we can't smell live on air. You have irritable bowel, but <laughs> get that smooth skin. Remember, the smooth slimy, like the damn Umi Buzu. <laughs> Wear a white shirt and everything. <laughs> it hides the sweat. <laughs> Black is the beer goggles of color. Man, I've got a story uh, about. Well, I'll bring it up at a different time. That was Jake. Right, cool. 
Zimbabwe <laughs> is the next one. The name Zimbabwe is the anglicized form of an African word meaning stone houses. For the ruins of the Great Zimbabwe uh, are compromised of several stone walls, monuments, and buildings built mainly of granite. Structures were created using a method called dry stone walling, which requires a high level of masonry ex expertise. The internal structure contains many passageways and enclosures. It spans almost 1,800 acres of the southeastern area of the country of Zimbabwe. Wow. Uh, while it may seem the structure was named after the country, it's actually the other way around. Oh, it wow. is estimated that construction spanned more than 300 years and that the complex has housed a civilization up to 18,000 people. Wow. So, just like in uh, Algeria, um, you know, there, there's, there's megalith, ancient megaliths that, that took precise mathematical equations to get this shit right, you know? What did the ancients know that we do not, or that's being hidden from us in the modern era? What do you think? They were like, this is clearly an important spot. Yeah, and it's, uh, all these places are abandoned, too. And, and you know, like, what happened? It's got to be the the cataclysms that uh, reoccur after millennia that Graham Hancock references. Um, uh, the, the changing of the map, if you will, uh, where lands become seas and seas become land. Changing of dimensions, di different, uh, um, maybe uh, like time, you know, like the Mayan calendar supposedly ended or whatever. Right, and maybe, um, maybe we are on the cusp of another cataclysm. And you know, of course, we hear a lot about climate change, but maybe uh, all of that is uh, predictive programming for something that is actually going to occur that they know is going to occur. Um, but they can't stop it. Um, uh, so who who knows? But this is this is all the the tectonic plates and the it, it, the grid itself. It it all. Yeah, you just you think there's something more to this that the ancients obviously knew somehow. Yeah, and being hidden from us. Well, see, yeah, just to kind of give an idea, like the, this vertice or the, this vortex. Is the singular version? I've been saying vertice all fucking night. Uh, this vortex is on the same uh, latitude as uh, the Rio de Janeiro one we just went over, uh, Easter Island, the Loyalty Islands, and the Wharton Basin. These all line up um, down there, right here. Oh, interesting. And then on the top ones, you got the Devil's Triangle uh, near Japan, Hawaii, Bermuda, the Algerian Megalith, and the one in India that we went over. Interesting. So they all so is that the up. equator and in between them. Yeah, they're all equal distance to the equator as well. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't account the uh, the poles. Right. Correct. Okay. Oh, I can see how uh, once you put these patterns together uh, three-dimensionally, it would create, uh, when you include the poles, to be the tops of that uh, polygon that we were looking at, that crystal yeah. structure. Mm. Right. Maybe that crystal structure is like the shape of the firmament. Maybe. Maybe it's not you know, a dome. There's a link on uh, Ranker 
I want to find it. Uh, let's see here. What was it going over? I think it was the uh, the ley lines, but it was an anti gravity uh, electromagnetic report. It was like forty uh, something pages. Did did I send that to you, Drew? I think so. Yeah, I found that pretty interesting. It wasn't. It was you know you could read it and it was pretty pretty good. That's right. So if you go to if you go to Ranker and you find this article that we've been talking about tonight and you go to Ley Lines and you click it, it takes you to Google Books and it brings up the uh, oh my gosh, my screen's not large enough. Let me bring it up real quick. But it's really cool. Page 49 talks about uh, the aberration, the electromagnetic aberration that we've been talking about tonight. But the report is anti-gravity and the world grid. And it goes over the anomalies that we're talking about tonight, the planetary grid, how it um, is associated with, you know, astronomy, uh, the Philadelphia experiment, uh, ley lines, the meaning of uh, atom, which I don't, I don't know the meaning of atom, you know, unless it's, but uh, so check that out. The, and then the last I'll even mention more anti-gravity patents. Um. Yeah, pretty cool Maybe. mapping of the world grids. So go to Ranker, hit Ley Lines, and, the, and what we've been showing tonight, and check out this anti gravity report in the world grid. All right. So yeah, we'll, um, we'll probably do an episode on. Um, you know, if we don't do one on all of them, we'll d- we're definitely going to do uh, a few of these, like the Bermuda Triangle. We'll go more in depth on that. The Devil Sea. We can uh, Zimbabwe. That area's got a whole lot of history, uh, kind of as we just touched on just now. Um, you know, uh, so in depth, like it's it's so, it's so much to go into on just one episode, right. right? So the idea behind it was to put it out there. I didn't know about the valve vortices. I don't think anybody else really did until recently. Maybe one of you guys did because it came up in our in our uh, shows, but um. Well, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. I thought Bermuda Triangle was was the only one out there, really, like the mysterious yeah. part of the world. You know, maybe the Indian Ocean. I didn't realize there was like ley lines that set up these interesting areas. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that was uh, the pattern was already established. Yeah. Uh, this kind of this kind of creates a new wrinkle for all the other things that we've been researching. Uh, yeah. it ties together, obviously. Right. Yeah, because um. You know, if, if you really dig into the Bermuda Triangle, you know, stuff like that, not only is it, um, you know, your, your compass goes crazy, uh, UFO activity and stuff like that, like people are reported of getting physically uh, affected. You know, you get dizzy, um, you, lo- you know, I, I mentioned that you lose track of time, you wake up somewhere else. So I was doing some other research and the same thing happens at Peter's house. <laughs> I knew he's gonna turn it around on me somehow. <laughs> hey, there is a place in Washington. People lose track of time. <laughs> <laughs> There's blinds on all the windows. They don't know if it's night or day. <laughs> They're not he's seen for all days. Hours. I, I, I... It's a lock-in. <laughs> <laughs> There's Peter's no door trying. lock, yet all the doors are locked. Just... <laughs> no running work. water. Smells like onions. <laughs> onions, okay. <laughs> Get rashes in your eyes. Oh, cumin. <laughs> As you're rubbing your eyes. 
It's all like cumin, yeah. I just rubbed cumin in my eyes. <laughs> you stuff um, cumin in your eyes. Hey, there's a place in Washington State in there where it has like anti-gravity. You can walk on walls and stuff. Not cabin. I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Well, that's obviously not a Valvorsi, but maybe. Uh, we went over that at one episode. I forget what episode that was. Yeah. Well. Shit. So, Peter, what do you think these are? I think it's uh, part of the mechanisms that control the Earth and sky system. Uh, I don't know how to really explain it beyond that, but there's the pattern really fascinates me, and how it's usually accompanied with paranormal activity, UFOs. Uh, seismic activity. I think it all connects somehow. Like these are these are important spots uh, for the the mechanism of the Earth. Right. The ancients knew about it, and something has been lost in translation and or hidden. And this is part of a this is part of the awakening process is going and you know establishing these patterns. And uh, I, I would very much like to safely explore these regions, but I, I think I'd be too scared to go into like the Bermuda Triangle or anything like that. But I was just there in December. I didn't know, but I was. Yeah, you like in, in within the triangle. Did you make it back? Yeah. No, I didn't make it back. Most of the stuff that happens within the Bermuda Triangle is on the edge, like at the Bahamas and stuff. Yeah, that's that's where I went. It's not like out in the middle. <laughs> You know, but it's like on the outer edges of the triangle. So why they have the triangle. The rim. The rim. <laughs> what what happens on the rim? Did you did you know that you were there while you were there? No, I didn't I didn't even think about it. Oh. But um unfortunately I did not experience any paranormal activity or anything weird. So that you know I have to, of. Have to go back. We'll do a room two thousand eight cruise, go down there and uh Stay up for three or four days straight. Great. <laughs> Take some mushrooms and talk about uh, these uh, things on the vile vortices, the Bermuda Triangle. Tell everybody about the vile vortices or vortices and uh, freak everybody out on the boat. I was mm-hmm. gonna be hard. Did you hear about the vile vortices? <laughs> it's pretty vile, man. Pretty vile. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, kind of in agreement with you. I think it's got something to do with uh, the actual earth itself. Um, just the fact that ancient, you know, all all of these places, you know, are, are not all of them, but, you know, a good bit of them are associated with ancient either empires or ancient civilizations in, in some way or another. Right. East, East Island, the, um, the India one. And possibly uh, constructed monoliths. Mm-hmm. And Algerian, Zimbabwe. It's crazy. Mm-mm-mm. What do you think, Lance? I'm on the same page, man. I think that uh, the Earth is just... A enormous awesome place with a lot of power and people started settling in these areas that have a lot of energy magnetic fields just the way that the rock is spinning and and uh, i know a lot of people would disagree well, with, with that alone but shit. um yeah so I, I just think that like people acknowledge what the power that's in the areas that that so uh, yeah i think these places exist and it's all mapped out uh, the ley lines, everything makes sense. Everything is is that design, just the way that it is. And um, I just can't figure out, like the the pyramids of Giza was not on this, right? You know, and uh, that's a pretty powerful place as well. Um, 
it's still there's know. um even though these are here there's still a there's a list of a bunch of other um places that that harness some sort of energy that aren't considered one of these bile vortices um sedona arizona was one of them right um, right i've been there pyramids of giza was one of them um i think the one our remote viewer mentioned up in massachusetts was up there so yeah there, there's a lot of uh, i guess sub vortices if you want to call it that thinking too that there's uh there's got to be some sort of geometric relation even with uh the smaller ones uh in between these zones right or uh maybe on the periphery mm -hmm. of them right little little branches that's a yeah. good note one of our viewers said i think it is this because people were more in tune with the earth and stars back then yeah uh and when yeah, he said that yeah, makes I mean, a lot of sense that's how yeah. people used to navigate like they had to navigate by the stars you know and you think back then too, if there if you're traveling in the Indian Ocean or the uh, the the Devil Sea, and there's like an earthquake going on under the sea, you could have these huge magnetic pulses, or or something could go on to change the the weather, change the the water, just in a, you know like that. And uh, these phenomenons could happen in those areas because of the magnetic field. So I think it's like absolutely true, but. Uh, You'd have to experience it, you know. Yep, See that have. smiling, slimy black, whatever it is, come out the Yumo Bozu. <laughs> we'll just call it Peter from now on. <laughs> As it gets his prey, he's smiling. <laughs> his big eyes. Uh, the, only, the only stars we focus on in the modern era are dumb celebrities. Movie stars. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what we're distracted with. Idolatry, uh, uh, it can be considered. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, we we're so distracted looking down at our phones, we're not looking up at what the world is showing us. Like it's right, it's right there. Reality is in our face, and we are looking away from it. We are basking in uh, fiction and uh, things that are uh, wasting away our precious time. Yep. Uh, that's how it is the ancients the ancients appreciated the earth and uh, listened to it and viewed it and lived by it and we they don't were, do that we're one with it right and and now like it, it was it was hot today and i'm just walking down the street like wow like no nobody nobody really goes on walks uh, even in, even in a small town, um, we all, we all drive everywhere and enjoy air conditioning. We're so detached. We're so oh, detached yeah. from our origin and from our uh, relationship with the earth. And I know that sounds like hippie talk, but uh, well, y'all remember the movie "Don't Look Up" or what, I think it was "Don't Look Up." That sounds right. I don't know. You didn't see Not that movie. Actors in it. Oh yeah, it was surprisingly no. good. I did not expect it to be worth a damn. It was like making fun of all the popular conspiracies and all that. Well, it was making fun of just the fact that the humanity doesn't pay attention to anything that's going on. So they could be fooled politically or like what we're talking about. And uh, and that's that's really what it's about. And at the end, the world no longer exists and all the rich goes to a different planet and gets eaten by dinosaurs. So there's a spoiler. <laughs> but, uh, so, maybe yeah, that's, maybe that's what happened with these ancient civilizations. Possibly. Oh. So the moral of all this, watch, don't look up. Maybe Scientology is real. I don't, at this point, 
you know, anything's possible. I don't know. Maybe we're maybe we're alien souls trapped in, uh, you know, caveman bodies. Maybe that's what we are. Maybe we're just a uh, a vessel. Our body is just a vessel. So as See, the wise person once said, we just need to listen to taking the words of Pocahontas and paint with all the colors of the wind. Nice. Whatever. <laughs> that's what. <laughs> Hope it did that justice. All right, I'll uh, I'll record it, and make it a soundbite. So you know. <laughs> but, um, well, yeah. Well, that does uh, the introduction to some of these vile vortices around the world. We're gonna break, like I said, we'll break down some of these in an episode by themselves. But uh, you know, uh, follow us on Twitter, Room Two Thousand Eight ENT Two, to figure out when we're gonna be going live on our next episode. Um, I assume everything still is uh, is a go. Uh, to get the pilot's perspective on flat earth next week again i apologize uh had the dates wrong thought that was going to be this week but uh that one's going to be a banger of an episode right peter oh yeah uh, yes next week we have flat earth with a pilot we've been uh coming up with questions can be very scientific love it i'm going to be wrestling a grizzly bear on air saturday nine o'clock and i'm going to come on you like no one's ever <laughs> You, you really gonna wrestle a bear? I'm gonna wrestle a bear, damn it! Nine o'clock Saturday. No, I hear you, man. Peter, are you still good for Saturday? Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know where my phone is, so okay, we don't have to do this live. I just want to put you on the spot. Obviously, this is what we deal with, people. So, um, <laughs> no, uh, that's that's all I got for the valve uh, vortices. Yep. Yeah. Again, uh, join us on Twitter or uh, follow us on Twitter, Room2008ENT2. That way uh, you'll be up to date on when we're going live, what we're doing, any updates. Um, again, we are on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Room2008ENT. Uh, join us, especially this weekend when we do have the pilot on. You can ask your own questions that you may have uh, when it comes to Flat Earth and how um, you know flight paths operate regarding that and, and everything like that. So um, we're going to go ahead and, and sign this one off. Uh, room 2008 is out. Peace. Oh. <laughs>